Welcome back to Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Sempra Energy announced on November 17th that it had taken a final investment decision on the first phase of its Energia Costal Azul LNG project on Mexico's Pacific coast. In a year when investment in new gas supply has collapsed, this marks the first and what could be the only FID on new LNG export capacity. In its first phase, Energia Costa Azul will produce 3.25 million tonnes per year of LNG starting in late 2024, with Japan's Mitsu and France's Total having committed to taking around 2.5 million tonnes under a 20-year contract. The project's cost is $2 billion. The FID was apparently taken after Mexico's government agreed to grant Sempra an export permit. Details have not been disclosed. But previously, the government has said it would only provide the permit if Sempra committed to expanding the terminal's output to utilize excess gas supply in the region. While the global LNG market has been bearish for some time, expectations are that it will tighten by the mid-2020s, about the time that Sempra's project will start up. Over to southern Europe, the Trans-Adriatic pipeline has has been declared ready for commercial operations, drawing a line under four and a half years of construction. The pipeline represents the third and final section of the EU-backed Southern Gas Corridor, a $40 billion chain of pipelines to carry gas from the BP-operated Shah Denis field in Azerbaijan westwards. TAP will receive its gas from the Trans-Anatolian pipeline in western Turkey and then pump it through Greece and Albania and under the Adriatic Sea to Italy. Exactly when TAP will begin physically flowing gas is unknown and will depend on shippers' choices. At full capacity, though, the pipeline will carry 10 billion cubic metres of gas per year, of which 8 billion will go to Italy and 1 billion each to Greece and Bulgaria. The latter will not be able to access the supplies, though, until the launch of the interconnector Greece-Bulgaria, expected in the first half of 2021. The biggest supplier to the markets that TAP is targeting is currently Russia, and there are plans to double its capacity to 20 BCM per year. But whether or not that expansion goes ahead will depend on results from the binding phase of TAP's market test in the summer of 2021. Weaker than expected growth in gas demand over the coming years due to the economic fallout from the coronavirus pandemic, as well as the EU's increasingly hostile stance to new gas infrastructure, pose significant challenges for the expansion. After all, the first phase of the Southern Gas Corridor went ahead in large part thanks to strong financial and regulatory backing from the EU, which it may not be able to count on this time around. Over in Russia, Rosneft announced on November 17th that its board of directors had approved the sale of a 10% stake in its massive Vostok oil venture in the Russian Arctic to commodities trader Trafalgura. Vostok Oil is a cluster of oil and gas fields mostly in the north of the Krasnoyarsk region, which Rosneft estimates to contain some 44 billion barrels of liquid hydrocarbons. And there are also substantial gas resources, with Rosneft CEO Igor Sechin recently claiming that as much as 50 million tonnes per year of LNG could be exported from the fields, while oil output is expected to top 2 million barrels per day. Neither Rosneft or Trafalgura have commented on the deal's price price tag, but bringing on board Trafalgura is a logical move for Rosneft. First, it will be able to leverage the trader's ability to market products from the project in the future, as well as secure investment. Rosneft and Trafalgura already partnered at India's second biggest refinery, which could be a recipient of Vostok Oil's crude.
Secondly, partnering with an established name like Trafalgura should help Rosneft attract other partners. Over in Norway, the government has opened its long-awaited 25th offshore licensing round, covering 136 blocks in nine frontier zones, of which all but one are located in the Barents Sea. Norway's numbered licensing rounds take place on an irregular basis and offer blocks in areas that are less explored, where investment is riskier but may yield potentially greater discoveries. The Barents Sea has been the focus of recent frontier exploration in recent years, even though drilling results have been somewhat mixed. The opening of the latest round also comes as Norway's Supreme Court prepares to make a verdict at year-end in a case brought up by environmentalists seeking to invalidate the previous award of Arctic licenses. Two lower courts have already found that the government's 2016 decision to grant the licenses was valid, prompting campaigners to lodge an appeal at the Supreme Court. Moving to the UAE, national oil company Adnoc has awarded a contract worth nearly $520 million to further expand the scope of what was already going to be the world's largest 3D seismic survey. Adnoc is on a major push to expand its onshore oil and gas reserves, both conventional and unconventional. The new contract was issued to BGP, a subsidiary of China's CMPC. BGP won an original contract in July 2018, valued at $1.6 billion, and has already completed 60% of that work. The survey has now been expanded to cover 85,000 square kilometers, including coastal areas, islands, and shallow water. The shoot should finally be finished in 2024. This has been Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Thank you, and see you next week.